going just like that. With the push of a button, that song goes away. And you are now ready for Gray Matters. Here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. And we're both a little exhausted from the uh, week of film festing. Quite a, uh, it's, uh, quite a good week, I thought, overall. Uh, I thought the movies this year were pretty much most of them outstanding and uh i had the unusual experience of seeing more of the curated shows than normal in the back room so and i think one of it was just the political nature of some of the uh curated shows disasters of peace and uh, i went to the ibero film presentation that showed movies from latin america the spanish-speaking world and uh south america that's definitely Latin speaking. So I thought it was a, a very good festival overall. There's a little bit of bones to pick with some of the winners, but yeah, that's that's par for the course. That being said, though, I actually uh, agreed with the number of the picks. Yeah, uh, that the uh, prize winners uh, were designated at the end of the festival, and uh, listeners, uh, many of whom were possibly there at various screenings. Um, it's a real great privilege and a pleasure to have uh, such an amazing festival right here in our town. And they usually have a sort of an homage uh, showing sometime this summer. It's over in the uh, well, Cary, the Carytown uh, uh, area uh, at Zingerman's. That'll be sort of a fundraiser for the uh, Ann Arbor Film Festival nonprofit profit organization so check that out you know that's up and coming also and this does go on tour around the country oh indeed yeah uh the handful of the films from the festival will be part of a touring package um i also want to mention that the uh feature uh length film the big house the documentary about the inside workings of the largest sports coliseum in north america which is also right here in our town um, will be a viewable again. It's going to be part of the Cinetopia Festival that will occur later on this year at the Michigan Theater as well. If you, like me, unfortunately had to miss the opportunity to see that uh, big house film as part of the festival due to work schedules or whatever, um, local filmmaker Terry Saris is part of uh, the production crew that made this, and uh, it's a fascinating look at the behind-the-scenes, the economic underpinnings of uh, the sports entertainment industry. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I, I, I know Terry personally. I've known her quite some time from sort of another world. But uh, ironically, I actually worked on the TARP team uh, when I was, a, I think, a sophomore for one semester where we had to deal with the golf course in the morning and drag on. The, uh, this was back in the old days removed the tarp. Um, they played on AstroTurf back then, so there wasn't any uh, field maintenance involved, but it was uh, getting up really early on Saturday and Sunday, because on Sunday we dealt with the garbage. <laughs> so uh, very interesting. No sort of uh, you get a picture of uh, how messy people can be on football Saturday with the fact, basically, the garbage cans just can't take it all. 
It's overcapacity. <clears throat> and that experience, by the way, is repeated if you ever go down to the New Orleans Blues and Jazz Fest. It's just absolutely amazing how much garbage just gets thrown in the in the landfill. And in fact, uh, a couple of weeks ago when Trump uh, got involved in this aluminum uh, steel uh, tariff debate, it occurred to me that if he would just uh, mandate uh can recycling uh, more in America because if you carefully look at the states that have the 10 cent bottle law and or can law they're mostly small states in the northeast Michigan California uh, I believe Oregon's on there as well but the vast majority of states have nothing to do with this sort of uh, uh, returnable uh, issue and of course, uh, one of the reasons Which I made mentioned an immediate impact on the quantity of litter that lined Michigan roads. Yeah, I can tell you. And to imagine that this recyclable stuff is all going into landfills is pretty pathetic. Uh, particularly since uh, we saw recently, by the way, that that China is no longer accepting our cardboard refuse. Uh, that's of course not going to help the deficit <laughs> either. But that's a very small part of the uh, trade problems with China and uh, aluminum. You know, we actually have to import 100 percent of the bauxite that's used to make aluminum. So if Trump really wants to reduce the deficit, that would be one way he could do it. <laughs> it would be a small way, but it would be the right way. Well, uh to return to the broader idea of expanding the deposit law, uh, there are many large communities across the country that uh, don't have anything like a recycling program. Not Ch at all. Chicago, for example. And, you know, New York is another state that's involved. Uh, the problem in New York is the returnables are only a nickel. Uh, Michigan was actually the first state, you know, at one time we were the only state. Michigan implemented the bottle law back in the late 70s to our credit. And uh, this should be more of a commitment uh, nationally uh, regarding natural resources and the fact that, look, our landfills are we're in trouble in some areas of, of the country. Well, and around the world, there's an article from uh, last Friday's New York Times, 87,000 tons of plastic and counting in the Pacific Ocean. Oh, yeah. A real problem. Uh, by the way, this this affects bird life, and uh, there was a prominent story this past week about a bunch of, uh, I think they're called right whales, that beached up on a shore. Uh, this, of course, was maybe one of the few weeks where somebody had a worse week than Donald Trump. <laughs> Although his his was plenty bad. Pretty bad. But Mark Zuckerberg was uh, the bird on the hot kit, uh, hot um the bird on the hot tin roof. <laughs> then the other shoe has yet to fall on that, too, because they've not yet, I, you know, they say that, well, the 50 million people, and that's a real, you know, hard, solid number. I bet it's more. Um, well, and they, they information played... has been compromised, will be notified. Yeah. So nobody knows. Everybody should assume. And, of course, what's emerging is that, that, that this Cambridge, excuse me, Cambridge uh, Analytics used this... Uh, these databases to influence the Brexit vote. So uh, the people on the other side of the pond, uh, the, the people that fell victim to the uh, 
uh, brainwashing and propaganda of Rupert Murdoch and uh, uh, Mr. Farange and Boris Johnson, who happens to be the foreign secretary who got in a little pickle himself this past week for some misguided comments. Putin, of course, is very bad, but making analogies to the Nazis is never a, a good idea. <laughs> you, you, you got it. That, that's that's a card you save yeah. to play for special moments. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not that an everyday uh, epithet. Just because Putin is and Russia is hosting the World Cup in a couple of months, you don't want to compare that to the 1936 Olympics, Mr. Johnson. Uh, but there were some very other uh, big stories, you know, that one of the biggest stories that didn't get enough attention, Stormy Daniels, obviously, uh, she had that, that, that 60 Minutes episode that both of us missed because we were at the film festival. That was the highest rated 60 Minutes show in about a decade. And, you know, on that subject, I just really quickly want to say that two things about that. The, M the evangelical movement can never again complain about pornography, explicit or offensive matters or materials, they enabled this normalization of porn. Yeah. And, you know, it's fascinating, Turning too, the blind eye to this fellow. That there just happens to be another uh, woman in Warren G. Harding's closet. <laughs> uh, Warren G. Harding uh, was uh, one of our presidents. In fact, he, he won in the biggest landslide in American history at the time. Return to normalcy was the slogan. Uh, he allegedly kept a mistress in the coat closet while in the White House. He was a debonair man. But there's another uh, woman, Karen McDougal, a former Playboy model who uh, apparently sold her story to the National Enquirer, which promptly spiked the story. They are allied with Donald Trump, and they were running. I don't know if you were watching the, uh, the 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 tabloid publications this summer, but they were running anti-Hillary uh, blaring headlines virtually every week. Uh, she was accused of murder, Satanism, affairs with stuff that really looked very similar to the material being generated by the Russian troll farms. Yes. Quite frankly, exactly. And uh, you know, it's important to remember that the National Enquirer has a circulation like. Ten times that of the New York Times. So uh, many Americans, unfortunately, buy that crapola and use it for uh, voting techniques. Of course, we had the uh, the massive uh, protests this uh, this weekend with the gun violence and this other very interesting development. Uh, Trump, by the way, signed a budget that's sort of. The Barack Obama budget plus $50 billion more for defense. Uh, a lot of complaints there. I heard that there were some Tea Party people that were resigning in protest. Well, and some last-minute, you know, grumblings and mumblings from the Trumpster about, ah, I'm not going to sign this. I, yeah. Why should I sign this? And Mattis had to come down and give him a spanking, get him uh, straightened out. I guess there was some spanking involved with... Uh, Stormy. No, well, that DVD will eventually emerge. If it exists, it will emerge. I think there's a, a, a rational explanation for Donald Trump's reticence on the subject compared to his usual boisterous 
braggadocio and insults and this, that, and the other. Uh, stay tuned. That obviously is not going to go away. But how interesting to discover that Mr. McCabe, um, Andrew McCabe, the uh, number two man in the FBI that's been in the news quite a bit uh, the last several uh, weeks uh, due to the pension issue and this, that, and the other, had authorized in the FBI investigation into the perjury, uh, the perjury uh, investigation into Jeffrey Sessions, the attorney general. So we may actually have now a, a more, uh, let's say, rational explanation for what that's all about. So this is another uh, call on the fire of Donald Trump. He loves the heat, he says. Well, he's... Get ready for more. Loves that heat. And, of course, he gave Putin a congratulatory call. Uh, it was pointed out, by the way, that Barack Obama and Bush uh, gave Putin congratulatory calls. But that was before Crimea. That was before Syria. That was before the 2016 election. Um. And we, we've seen, by the way, with uh, the, the Putin and the uh, antics of the mysterious dark state that actually does exist. It's over uh, in Russia. It's the old Kremlin. It's the old KGB. What are they? It's the, the old F Mad Magazine, Spy vs. Spy. Yeah. Um, we've seen that they've interfered in a number of uh, European elections. Um, this, of course, does not absolve the United States of some of its interference in elections during the Cold War, I think that we uh, outgrew those uh, dastardly tactics uh, quite a bit when uh, the United States, to its credit, looked into the abuses of the CIA and uh, FBI, uh, both domestically and uh, internationally in that area. So, uh <laughs> Well, we'll see what happens. Well, the, you know, the idea of calling Putin to congratulate him in an election that's widely criticized as rigged at worst and incredibly unfair at best, especially when lingering under the shadow of no collusion, no collusion. There, right. By the way, there was no collusion. I'm going to congratulate this guy. We had a nice call. Is the way he put uh, it. But I'm not going to mention the poisoning incident. Right. It's, it's, it wasn't. Well, I, I'm advancing other policy agendas. Nobody even knew. Uh, reportedly, the call did not take place from the Oval Office. Oh, it was the special uh, Dimitri line. <laughs> Dimitri, uh, can you turn the music down just a little bit? <clears throat> well, and as regards the, the leak, I mean, it became just a shocking story. Although, how we can be shocked by a president who invited... Uh, High-ranking Russian officials uh, and Russian media, but allowed no American government participants in that famous Oval Office meeting way back in the early days of this madcap ride. Um, so why can we still be shocked by this phone call to Putin? But it was obviously one of the big stories of the week. Um, the leak of that phone call probably was John was Ken Kelly. You wonder, uh, and you wonder how long Kelly is going to last. Uh, obviously, H.R. McMaster, as National Security Advisor, Trump is now on his third one. But having uh, Revolton Bolton, 
the deranged walrus. The, the cotton mather of the Bush administration. <laughs> Back in business uh, with his hawkish perspectives is uh, a little frightening. Um, of course, uh, another Fox pundit uh, seems to have been derailed over the weekend. Uh, oh, that the lawyer. Lawyer with his whacked out conspiracy theories. Mr. DiGiovanna. Uh, has been on Fox News forever, and Trump seems to watch Fox News uh, for recruiting ideas for his ad- his administration, uh, which of course is Homer shattered Sim- all records. He's number one in uh, instability after uh, fifteen months. Well, he might want to recruit Bumblebee Man or Professor Frank from The Simpsons at one point. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jared uh, Kushner is uh, down in Mexico. <laughs> playing mariachi music and straightening out foreign relations while the Donald is in Washington meeting the Saudis for like the fifth time. I don't know what more they have to talk about, but uh, having lots of meetings is is one of Trump's uh, modus operandi at this point. That's quite clear. Praising the Saudi monarchy. (laughs) And, of course, the Saudis... Are heavily involved in the in the fiasco in uh, in uh, Yemen that is a humanitarian crisis of growing proportions, uh, and they're involved in the Syrian mess. Of course, Syria is in a mess because it's got uh, outside agents, about five or six countries, that are trying to destabilize the place while Putin is trying to uh, keep Assad uh, afloat. <laughs> So uh, and and that of course is for their st- own strategic reasons. Putin doesn't care about all the killing. Uh, these these failed ceasefires from time to time involving the uh, use of humanitarian aid into these besieged, uh, beleaguered areas uh, around Damascus to provide relief, food, medicine for civilians, who are then bombed two days later. <laughs> It's it's really is somewhat uh, absurd. Well, and the potential constantly exists in this Syria debacle uh, for it to broaden and enlarge as Turkey begins to become ensnared. Well, and they're they're already in Syria uh, uh, dealing with the Kurds. So it's it's an absolute uh, mess of who's on first, what's on second, and where's on third. I mean, it's uh, Turkey, Saudi Arabia, Israel has been occasionally uh, hitting, quote, targets north of the Golan Heights in in Syrian territory. Iran is involved. And, of course, the United States is still confused about what it's doing. It's backing Kurds up in the northern uh, sector of uh, the northeast sector of Syria. And uh, the ISIS crisis, which has temporarily um, assuaged and sort of vanished into other terrorist operations around the globe was the direct result of John Bolton's, uh, he was part of the the team that uh, believed that overthrowing Saddam Hussein in 2003 was uh, good for America's national interest and good for the region. That has proven to be a total fantasy. Uh, Bolton, unfortunately, will probably be approved uh, but stay tuned to the uh, continuing problems of that CIA nominee. 
Bolton actually, I, I'm I just realized that he does not need to be approved. Yeah, I was I didn't think so. He's a national security advisor, so his position uh, in the Trump administration <laughs> is secured. But uh, which is know. ironic because the closest Trump ever was to being correct in a in an assertion was when he critiqued the Iraq war during the GOP primaries. Yeah. Uh, and now he's hiring one of its biggest apologists and, you know, strategists. Which I hate to say he did to pick off a few uh, misguided and uninformed uh, Bernie uh, voters. But that's another story. Of course, the gun control issue was a key factor in why Hillary lost. I saw an absolutely wonderful comic in the uh, latest edition of the funny times regarding Donald Trump's mental health test. It says patient name, Donald Trump shows a doctor with uh, eight criteria tax cuts pay for themselves. Yes or no? Yes. Climate change is made up. Yes. 2017 inaugural crowd was the biggest. Yes. GOP improved health care. Yes. Mainstream media is all fake. Yes. The rich need more money. Yes. The environment is too protected. Yes. I remember saying blank countries. <laughs> no. <laughs> there, the answer was yes for all of them except the last one. Mental health, in perfect working order. I'm a genius, Dolan. I'm a very stable genius. At that. It's remarkable stuff. And, of course, the gong show continues. What we have in store for this week is pretty much anybody's guess. Um, I would say that the good news for the week, uh, despite the increase in the Pentagon budget, which was part of the reason, reason Mattis went down, when he heard Trump give this uh, threat of vetoing the spending bill and shutting down the government, and he said, what, are you crazy? You're going to create a political crisis for yourself. We're getting a lot of money. Sign the bill. <laughs> so he did. He made a bunch of protests. But the, the bill was basically an Obama bill coupled with uh, the revelation over the weekend that Mitch McConnell wants to start uh, promoting industrial hemp. That I had not heard. <laughs> I don't know if hemp is going to be a uh, staple crop uh, in, in Kentucky as uh, bourbon is being uh, targeted under the tariff wars. Well, unofficially, of course, Kentucky is it's been a leading it's, leading crop for years. It's a leading crop for years down, down in that part of the country. So, well, as you know, more and more states see the economics of normalization, decriminalization, legalization in various phases— the writing's on the wall. So. so, and of course, the other reason that he may be promoting hemp all of a sudden is it appears that one of the he needs something to cut the edge. Well, cut the edge. His <laughs> <laughs> bourbon's getting a little strong, as Barack Obama jokingly said. No, you have a bourbon with Mitch McConnell. <laughs> he had been <clears throat> given some advice to sit down with Mitch McConnell more often and have a nip of Kentucky bourbon with Mitch. <laughs> that might be a good reality television show. Or maybe not. Maybe not. 
Mitch has always reminded me of a woodchuck. But uh, the the agricultural um, industry, and it is an industry, this is one of the areas where this tariff, uh, you know, snafu that Trump has suddenly decided that he wants to promote is a an economic idea of the Smoot-Hawley era and uh, the William McKinley era, era, era back when the tariff was a big issue. China has openly discussed uh, retaliating against agricultural products, which ironically are one of America's biggest exports after services. And we have pointed out that Donald Trump has a very poor understanding of the trade deficit in its entirety, um, that it's much more complicated than Mr. Trump thinks. And uh, I have looked at a number of things that pretty much say if China wanted to shut down the American economy uh, with embargoes, let's skip the tariffs, because tariffs are just going to raise prices, presumably, for everything, uh, while governments collect money. Uh, That's part of the concept of the tariff. It's sort of really an excise tax, if you think about it carefully. Uh, The United States used the high tariff in the 19th century to protect its manufacturing sector from British and German uh, companies. So the tariff has been around, uh, the tariff debate's been around for a long time. But when you hear uh, Washington apples may be uh, targeted, soybeans... Um, And, of course, in the United States, our agricultural policy is a total disaster in many ways because we subsidize uh, quite a bit of grain production that's primarily used for animal feed. The result of this, of course, is organophosphates in our water. And water shortages. Water shortages, Lake Erie, the the, uh, algae blooms that are causing uh, toxins in the water that have created... Uh, poison water for both the city of Toledo and areas of southeast Michigan over in the Monroe area, where Lake Erie is the supply of the water. So it it will be very interesting to see what continues to unfold with this trade uh, debacle. I don't see a trade war, but I do see uh, some, probably some radical changes in some of the trade um, issues, some of the commodities that are traded. And we noted earlier, by the way, that China is no longer going to be taking scrap cardboard from the United States. Um, China has, by the way, just uh, anointed Jing, Xi Jinping to sort of semi-Mao Zedong status. Doesn't mean he's president for life, but it does mean they're saying to the world... This is the guy we want to lead China for the next for the foreseeable future. Um, he, of course, has articulated a much more muscular policy for China yeah. in the area of trade. The one belt, one road policy is not imaginary. And let's remember that it was Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump that sabotaged the TPP. Mitch McConnell obstructed it. He wouldn't allow a vote. This was negotiated by the Obama administration, and it's pretty exact science. It's pretty mathematical. If Obama was for something, Trump is against it. If 
Obama was against something, Trump is for it. It's and pathological, really, at it this is. point. And, of course, that might be connected to that weird activity that's supposedly in the Steele dossier that Trump doesn't want out there. Um, Steele, of course, is being uh, uh, delegitimized repeatedly by Fox News and other right-wing commentators. But uh, those activities in those... Uh, uh, Russian hotels regarding the bed that Barack Obama and Michelle Obama slept in are mighty strange. And we'll leave it at that. Well, as more and more people fall out of the Trump orbit or are whether they fall out or are pushed out, uh, stories will emerge. I mean, Comey's got a book coming out. Uh, I'm sure McCabe will have his day in court where he gets to tell his side of uh, the firing. And stay tuned for the Stormy Daniels movie. <laughs> that saga will be... Uh, that's inevitable. Yeah. That's that's al already become a movie, I think, with all of the, the sordid details, even if half of it's not true. I mean, the, the notion that you can pay off... A person like this right before the campaign, right when this has become a big issue is, I mean, th th those are legal violations. This is not, you know, it's, you know, it doesn't figure out a genius to know what happened. Um, Michael Cohen, by the way, has not denied paying her the 130000 The issue is the non-disclosure agreement. And let's appreciate the fact that CBS is is a big boy. They know that they can put this Stormy Daniels interview on 60 Minutes and not worry about Trump suing them or being able to prevent it. He can't. It's not libel. He has to prove that it's false. <laughs> he can't do that. Yeah, and then you have the juxtaposition of I've, you know, paid this money through my, you know, circuitous. Yeah. They set up an LLC to right. do the payoff. Um, but And then to simultaneously say, well, there was nothing there. That nothing happened. Nothing happened. So that's why we have this, this big agreement. The corporation was a hoax. We're joined by uh, Blues host Jerry Mack. Right. Well, uh, Anderson Cooper missed a great opportunity to ask. Well, what did you spank the president or the upcoming president with? Right. What did you spank Donald Trump with? It couldn't. Might have been a rolled up copy of the New York Times. It was a. It was a rolled up copy of a magazine that had Trump on the. <laughs> On the cover. Right. Maybe from the New York Times. So 